Hi, my name is Jared Stephen Meek, and I am an actor and playwright based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Now, as we all know, the world is in shambles, and I have lost my job um, as a front of house manager in the local theatre community of Vancouver, and the play that I was writing, unfortunately, was cancelled. So I've been looking for a way to keep up my energetic, uh, artistic spirits, um, and at the same time, entertain some people, because that's, that's my job, you know? And it has been nice to take a bit of a break and just to relax, but I get anxious when I'm not creating, and I've been trying to figure out something that would be fun for me to do, that would also entertain other people, and it wouldn't feel too much like a chore. I used to have a podcast in the past, and it was a lot of fun to do, but I was very busy at the time, and it became too much for me to keep up with editing and all that jazz. So I thought, what is something that I can do that'll be fun for me? And, you know, the one thing that I love, that I'm obsessed with, that always makes me feel happy, is The Wizard of Oz. I have a uh, tattoo of the sheet music from Somewhere Over the Rainbow on my arm, and I have a portrait of Judy Garland as Dorothy on my thigh. And I've seen the movie a bunch of times, and I'm obsessed with it. I know everything there is to know about it. But I've never actually read the entire book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, of which the movie is based on. So I figured, wouldn't it be cool to read it and people could listen to it? So, you know, you could listen to a chapter of The Wizard of Oz before you're going to bed. I love listening to podcasts to help me get to sleep. Or while you're going for your social distancing walk. Or while you're bleaching your apartment. Or whatever you might be doing. Maybe you just want to take some time, a short amount of time, just to listen to a story. I, myself, am not a big reader. So this is also giving me a reason to read. So, let's read together. I have uh, the complete collection, uh, volume one of the Oz books. So I have the first three books, actually. So I figured we could do this for a while. I can read a chapter or two per episode and you can listen along and just enjoy some good old fashioned story time, you know? So let's jump in and let's read chapter one of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Chapter 1, The Cyclone Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, who was a farmer, and Aunt Em, who was the farmer's wife. Their house was small, for the lumber to build it had to be carried by wagon many miles. There were four walls, a floor, and a roof, which made one room, and this room contained a rusty-looking cooking stove, a cupboard for the dishes, a table, three or four chairs, and the beds. Uncle Henry and Aunt Em had a big bed in one corner, and Dorothy a little bed in another corner. There was no garret at all, and no cellar, except a small hole dug in the ground called a cyclone cellar, where the family could go in case one of those great whirlwinds arose, mighty enough to crush any building in its path. It was reached by a trap door in the middle of the floor, from which a ladder led down into the small, dark hole. When Dorothy stood in the doorway and looked around, she could see nothing but the great gray prairie on every side. Not a tree nor a house broke the broad sweep of flat country that reached to the edge of the sky in all directions. The sun had baked the plowed lands into a gray mass with little cracks running through it. Even the grass was not green, 
for the sun had burned the tops of the long blades until they were the same gray color to be seen everywhere. Once the house had been painted, but the sun blistered the paint and the rains washed it away, and now the house was as dull and as gray as everything else. When Aunt Em came to live there, she was a young, pretty wife. The sun and the wind had changed her too. They had taken the sparkle from her eyes and left them a sober gray. They had taken the red from her cheeks and lips, and they were gray also. She was thin and gaunt and never smiled now. When Dorothy, who was an orphan, first came to her, Aunt Em had been so startled by the girl's laughter that she would scream and press her hand upon her heart whenever Dorothy's merry voice reached her ears, and she still looked at the little girl with wonder that she could find anything to laugh at. Uncle Henry never laughed. He worked hard from morning until night and did not know what joy was. He was gray also, from his long beard to his rough boots, and he looked stern and solemn and rarely spoke. It was Toto that made Dorothy laugh and saved her from growing as gray as her other surroundings. Toto was not gray. He was a little black dog with long silky hair and small black eyes that twinkled merrily on either side of his funny wee nose. Toto played all day long, and Dorothy played with him and loved him dearly. Today, however, they were not playing. Uncle Henry sat upon the doorstep and looked anxiously at the sky, which was even grayer than usual. Dorothy stood in the door with Toto in her arms and looked at the sky too. Aunt Em was washing the dishes. From the far north they heard a low wail of the wind, and Uncle Henry and Dorothy could see where the long grass bowed in waves before the coming storm. There now came a sharp whistling in the air, and from the south, as they turned their eyes that way, they saw ripples in the grass coming from that direction also. Suddenly, Uncle Henry stood up. There's a cyclone coming, Em, he called to his wife. I'll go look after the stock. Then he ran toward the sheds where the cows and horses were kept. Aunt Em dropped her work and came to the door. One glance told her of the danger close at hand. Quick, Dorothy, she screamed. Run for the cellar! Toto jumped out of Dorothy's arms and hid under the bed, and the girl started to get him. Aunt Em, badly frightened, threw open the trap door in the floor and climbed down the ladder into the small, dark hole. Dorothy caught Toto at last and started to follow her aunt. When she was halfway across the room, there came a great shriek from the wind, and the house shook so hard that she lost her footing and sat down suddenly upon the floor. Then a strange thing happened. The house whirled around two or three times and rose slowly through the air. Dorothy felt as if she were going up in a balloon. The north and south winds met where the house stood and made it the exact center of the cyclone. In the middle of a cyclone, the air is generally still, but the great pressure of the wind on every side of the house raised it up higher and higher until it was at the very top of the cyclone, and there it remained and was carried miles and miles away as easily as you could carry a feather. It was very dark, and the wind howled horribly around her, but Dorothy found she was riding quite easily. After the first few whirls around, and one other time when the house tipped badly, she felt as if she were being rocked gently, like a baby in a cradle. Toto did not like it. He ran about the room, now here, now there, barking loudly. But Dorothy sat quite still on the floor and waited to see what would happen. Once, Toto got too near to the open trap door and fell in, and at first the little girl thought she had lost him, but soon she saw one of his ears sticking up through the hole, 
for the strong pressure of the air was keeping him up so that he could not fall. She crept to the hole, caught Toto by the ear, and dragged him into the room again, afterward closing the trap door so that no more accidents could happen. Hour after hour passed away, and slowly Dorothy got over her fright. But she felt quite lonely, and the wind shrieked so loudly all about her that she nearly became deaf. At first, she had wondered if she would be dashed to pieces when the house fell again, but as the hours passed and nothing terrible happened, she stopped worrying and resolved to wait calmly and see what the future would bring. At last, she crawled over the swaying floor to her bed and lay down upon it, and Toto followed and lay down beside her. In spite of the swaying of the house and the wailing of the wind, Dorothy soon closed her eyes and fell fast asleep. And that was chapter one of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you liked this, be sure to follow me on Instagram at heyitsjared. That's H-E-Y-I-T-S-J-A-R-R-E-D. And if you're a big Wizard of Oz fan, then please send me messages. Anything you want to talk about The Wizard of Oz, I am your guy. So um, yeah, hit me up on Instagram and... um, hoping that we'll start doing these weekly. If you like it, please share. That would be very helpful. And um, give us a review on whatever podcast uh, platform you are streaming from. It really helps if you give reviews and if you leave star ratings. So if you could give us maybe some five stars and leave a review, that really helps with the traction of the podcast. So I'm thinking of keeping these quite short, around 10 minutes each, and just doing a chapter per episode. If you think that maybe we should do two per episode and make it a bit of a longer one, I know for me sometimes it takes me about 20 minutes to fall asleep um, if I'm listening to a podcast. So yeah, this is literally just a just a pilot project for me to give it a go and to have something to do while we're in quarantine. And like I said, hopefully this gives you something to do as well. And it allows you, you know, 10, 15 minutes of relaxation and of peacefulness and uh, imagination. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week.